Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. I'm your host, Benny Lewis, and I had a recent episode that I dived a little bit into travel logistics. And I asked you guys if you were interested in that, and several reached out to me to say they actually did want to know a bit more about my nomadic life. So I'm going to talk about that a bit more today. And uh, I'll be discussing the logistics and my plans for the long term. Uh, so if you're curious about that, then stick around. So basically, I started traveling in 2003. So it's been well over 20 years now that I have left Ireland and called the world my home. I did stop for about six or seven years in the States and I am back into it completely these days where I am on the move every few months. And one question that you could ask is, how does that work logistically? Like, where do you pay taxes? And this is going to be different for everybody. But taking a quick step back, uh, when you think about where you're coming from and where your residence is, I actually am very lucky in this sense because I've got multiple different options. Of course, I have my Irish passport, and that means that I can live anywhere in the European Union. There's a very simple process of applying for residency, so you can't just arrive and live there. You do have to do uh, some very quick paperwork, but it's very straightforward, and that opens up a ton of countries for me. And it also happens that my dad is English, and because of that, I applied for British citizenship very simply to have a second passport. And this has come in so handy for me in so many ways, not because it's British, but because I can send one passport over to apply for a complicated visa and still travel with the other. And then one time I lost one of my passports. And while I was waiting to get the replacement, I could use the other passport for an, as an important form of ID. That's the only one they would accept in the country. There's been a few other little advantages, like the UK is part of NATO and Ireland isn't. So I got into South Korea without having to pay this, uh, I don't know, $10 fee that they uh, apply to tourists. So very, very weird little example there. But basically, I have those two citizenships. But then, of course, from living in America, I have a green card. Now, a lot of you may be thinking, that's not going to work, Benny, because I happen to know that for a green card, you need to live in the States for at least six months out of every year. And that kind of negates the possibility of being able to be a nomad and to keep that card. But it turns out there's a, a little uh, unknown availability uh, that's basically just called a travel permit. And it's a very interesting document. It's actually mainly used for refugees who have lost their original citizenship they have a document that somewhat resembles a passport so you can get travel stamps on it even though you don't have a true passport obviously because i have two other passports i don't need to use it for that purpose but essentially this means i have three passports so um, i am Potentially the most Jason Bourne-esque spy-like person with all these multiple passports, but they're all legitimate, obviously. So, because I have a travel permit, I can, until um, halfway through 2025 is when it expires, I can be out of the States and maintain that green card status. 
So because of that, logistically, all of my stuff happens in the US. My company is still based in Texas, and it pays me through that. And any listeners who are from the US know that there's this double taxation problem that's a a kind of a uniquely American issue, that if you earn money outside of the States, then you essentially get taxed twice. Uh, It's a really annoying thing that fortunately I avoid. So like even if um, an Irish company hires me to speak, for instance, and they decide they want to pay me, I would tell them to pay my American company account rather than to pay me in Ireland, because if they paid me in Ireland, I'd pay the taxes twice. Yeah, basically, I operate officially out of the States, and I'll be doing that until I go back to the States in 2025, uh, which conveniently means I'm going to skip this whole presidential election year coming up, which is never a fun time to be in America. But because of that I will be able to be completely nomadic for at least the next two years. And then I'll go back to the States and I'll see if I can apply for this again. If it's too complicated, then I would likely cancel my green card uh, so I don't have to worry about this double taxation thing and move my company back to Ireland. But I would see about maintaining my Irish residency for my Irish company and do that completely different uh, path Because for the moment, my plan is to continue traveling until I literally physically can't continue traveling. Or I have some really good reason to stop, which could be a million different things. But uh, the pessimist in me is more thinking it's probably going to be that uh, health reasons or another pandemic or something, uh, you know, sorry for the gloominess, but that's kind of what I'm thinking, which is why I really want to take advantage of the possibility of travel that I know I'm extremely lucky that I can do this, that I can work online and have my uh, logistics support that and that I can go to cheap countries so that I don't necessarily need to be earning that much money um, to make sure it's a supportable lifestyle. But at the same time, I'm doing work that I really appreciate, like I can help you guys typically with language learning and sometimes with other topics like this one and try to inspire people that way. So I really do appreciate how lucky I am to have this kind of situation. But that is my long term plan is to continue to be nomadic for the foreseeable future. So that could be five years, that could be 10 years, that could be 20 years. I'm not sure right now. I tried the settled life and I bought a couple of TVs, I bought couches and um, other furniture and I I lived in a house and it just wasn't something that I felt I needed in my life at that time. I'm much happier embracing a bit of minimalism and getting to practice my different languages and to explore the world. So I'm going to continue with this kind of lifestyle for as long as it's practical. I'm going to use this opportunity to continue to practice languages, to travel deeper and to get a better sense for the world and to hopefully inspire other language learners uh, like you guys. So hopefully you found this little mention. I know my, my situation is very unique because I have so many different citizenships and residencies. I know that's not something most people can do. One other way that I'm going to take advantage of this actually eventually 
is to make sure that I can continue to explore the world outside of Europe without necessarily having to worry about visas. Like, for instance, I'll be in Brazil, but I'll be there as a tourist, the same way I was in South Korea as a tourist. So I have certain limitations there. But the European Union, specifically France, but also to a certain extent countries like the Netherlands, still have overseas territories. So I am actually quite interested in someday potentially visiting French Guiana or uh, St. Martin in the Caribbean, French Guiana being in South America, or French Polynesia in the Pacific, or uh, Réunion or Mayotte in just off Africa. So there's lots of different options for me there, which would take advantage of my European Union citizenship and mean I wouldn't necessarily have to leave if it's practical to be in the country and if I really enjoy it there. And then I know at least through my U.S. residency, I could potentially look at a couple of the U.S. overseas territories as well, um, if I still have it whenever it comes to that. So, yeah, it's uh, I still consider the whole world to be open to me, at least for the moment, because you never know what the future holds. And because of that level of nuts, I'm not being so certain about the permanence. I really do want to see as much as I possibly can. And I'm fortunate for that for now, I can do that practically. So hopefully you enjoyed this little glimpse into that side. I know the logistics of residency and uh, what happens there, but I, I pay U.S. taxes. That, that's basically what it comes down to. And Whatever your situation is would be different. You'd have to talk to somebody uh, like a, a lawyer or an accountant to figure out how traveling from your home country works. Uh, it's different for each person. Depends on how far, how long you're going to be abroad and if you'll set up residency in another country. I'm not really doing that because I travel in less than the tourist visa limits, typically less than three months. So I don't necessarily have to be thinking about that, that side of things. But yep. Yeah. I'll continue to give these thoughts with you guys. I'll return to the travel theme again later, but I'll be back to some language learning and other thoughts in upcoming episodes. I hope you like this. And if you want to hear more from me, please do make sure to check out our bootcamp at languagehacking.com slash BC, where I help people with their intensive projects to learn a language. And you'll be talking to me like directly during live streams and you'll be talking with our other coaches and we help you with everything you need to know about learning a language and of course if you have travel questions for me there i'm always happy to take them if you have other thoughts then feel free to reach out to me on social media the links should be in the description for the podcast and until the next time i'll wish you all a very happy language learning we hope you enjoyed this episode of the language hacking podcast Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis, Shannon Kennedy, and Elizabeth Bruckner, and produced by Kitachai Boonthong, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. The theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and happy language learning.